I've been lonely hoping that my light ain't broken. This little light of mine, yeah, it's gonna be glowing. I like to take my time, take my time, my poems. With this pain, I wrote them low on serotonin. I don't take no Motrin, no, no, I be... I'm Jonathan Kerma, and you're listening to The Valley Advocate. Last week, I sat down with 21-year-old Amherst rapper Big Sav in anticipation of his Advocate Sessions performance. His catchy melodies over upbeat trap piano keys disguise pain-filled lyrics like in his song Broken, as you just heard. Catch Big Sav's performance on Advocate Sessions this Friday. Big Sav started writing music as a child, inspired by Lil Bow Wow. While music was always a passion for him, it wasn't enough to keep him out of trouble. At the age of 18, Big Sav and two companions were charged with armed assault with intent to rob, as well as conspiracy, after attempting to hold up a Bruno's pizza driver. By the grace of some forgiving comments by the driver in court, Big Sav didn't face jail time, but he was given five years probation in 2017. While on probation, Big Sav has put his focus back into music. Mama, don't you worry. It's my pain and glory. God got me securely. Still my knee, my bowie, but I don't pot no perkies. No, I don't pot no perkies. I don't pot no perkies. I don't pot no perkies. What would you say are your desires with music? Like, what is your goal when you make a song? Like, why do you do this, essentially? Yeah, I kind of do it because, like, you know I mean? I don't talk to, like, a therapist or nothing. I don't have, like, many... Nobody understands me. You know what I'm saying? Everybody just has their opinion. And, like, I pretty much just am the true, my truest self always. But, like, in the music, it's more like I can put it into words because I'm not, like, I, like this interview thing, like, this talking stuff, like, I'm not, like, well-spoken, you know what I'm saying? I don't know really, sometimes I don't know where I want to go with stuff, and I kind of have to just, like, talk and talk until I kind of get to what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. But, like... With the music, like it, it's it's all comes in a way that it doesn't come when I'm just talking to people. You know what I'm saying? She wants me to change. 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 Running from my problems like I'm running from my death. Running in my dreams got me running from arrest. So when I was, you know, doing my research for this interview, I was kind of listening to some of your music, and one song that you um, sh- shared with me was uh, "Change Up," and I immediately noticed, like, kind of like the, the the pain in your lyrics. And you just talked about, you know, having some pain. Um, I remember one specific line: "Running from my po- problems like I'm running from my death." Um, that just kind of stuck with me. So would you be able to tell me kind of where this pain kind of stems from? I know yeah, that's, that's yeah, a little yeah. Because like, I recorded that song at my house on an ankle bracelet. So my boy came through. I already had the lyrics written to no beat, you know what I mean? And I wrote that song in the middle of the night. You know what I mean? Nobody hitting me up, nothing. Just in a, basically just in my room, just writing. And I don't know where it really came from, but it, I was feeling that whole thing. like, And it was more or less like, like that song didn't even come out how I wanted it to come out because what happened was my boy ended up cutting a verse out and then like creating a hook. And I liked it, you know what I mean? It sounds good, I'm happy with the song. And like, 
But yeah, that those pro those those were some deep lyrics. You probably read about that because like you know what I mean. I I kind of just was going through like probably the worst thing I ever went through in my life. Would you mind sharing that on the record? Yeah, um, it was just like. I can't, it's like a mixture of unfortunate events and decisions, just the way of living, got used to it too much, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, literally one day it just came back in, in, in a form of like karma or just God trying to tell me something, you know what I mean? I, I get shot like when I'm just chilling, you know what I mean? When I'm least expecting to get shot. According to the Daily Hampshire Gazette, Big Sav was accidentally shot in the leg by his friend in his own apartment. Get popped in my leg and then couldn't walk. It was right when before. Was, when was this? Last summer, uh, J- July 24th. Okay. Yeah. So that happened. And it was it was already a crazy, crazy, like, because that same week I got stabbed. That same week, like three days before that. And then I got shot three days later. And then, you know, when I first, when I got stabbed, I was kind of like, you know, patched it up and I was good. It didn't slow me down. It didn't really even stop me from doing it. I was bleeding for like four or five days, but like in my arm, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't go to like no hospital or, or call nobody or nothing. Didn't even tell nobody. Didn't tell my dad. I think I didn't tell nobody, you know what I'm saying? But then that kind of didn't like, it wasn't enough for me to like realize like, damn, I'm tripping probably. You know what I mean? I had to, like, I guess God had to just come in and bullet and, and, like, slow my ass down. I think that I had to slow down, and I wasn't going to see it until I was, like, in a jail cell for good or, like, actually dead. And it's crazy because, like, yeah, I got shot, and I could have died, but, like, I didn't die. And I got shot in, like, the best place to get shot. Yeah, I read you got shot in your leg. Correct? Yeah, I got shot in my leg, but it went in between my two bones. So it went wow. in and out. But it didn't break a bone. or no, I didn't have to have any surgeries or nothing. Mm-hmm. I just have nerve damage. And, um, like, this leg's kind of messed up because, like, I was hopping around on it, on the crutches for so long. But then after, like, after I get shot or whatever and I'm, like, Kind of just like not really expecting to catch a case from it. And then I got a warrant in the mail for the gun that I got shot with. And it was just, they violated my probation. I had to go to jail on crutches. I couldn't walk. So that was just kind of tough. I was there for like almost a month and no bail. Didn't know anything that was going on. I I talked to my dad for like 30 seconds, that one free call. And then, like, you know, he told me I was coming home soon, but I did not believe him. And, and then, and um, how long were you were you in prison? For in I was jail? only in this jail for like thirty days till I got my my bail hearing, but they gave me no bail at first. It was just crazy summer last summer. Blood on the streets. I got blood on the streets. Blood all on the streets, so I went and copped a semi. Three days later, I got shot, you already. Almost died ten times at the age of 20. Ready to die, because I don't think you ready. I'm not ready to die, but I can get... Do you feel like that moment, you know, changed you in a way? I feel like it did for a little, 
Um, and you say a little as in you feel like you went back to kind of the same lifestyle that you were living before. I mean, like, when I was in jail, like, I literally don't do this. But I, I prayed every night, dude, to get out. Because like, I did not think that I'd be even here right now. You know what I mean? I thought I was just hit. They tried to charge me with this gun that's not mine. And they knew it wasn't mine, but they just wanted to try to play me because I'm already on probation. So was that wasn't your first encounter with the law then? No, nah, my I, first one was when I was 18. Um, I read a story about uh, you holding up uh, Bruno's <laughs> yeah, pizza yeah. delivery driver. See, see, I didn't hold up the pizza guy. Okay. But, you know, I was, I was, I mean, I was definitely had to cop out to that. Everybody playing and they saying what they gon' do. I'ma get this paper, I'ma make a fucking home. That bag, bag full of hundreds, yeah, them hundreds should be all blue. Ain't Subaru, but that VW all red. Bang pulled up with the squad, go retarded. Tweak with the squad, yeah, I think you know we squatted. No. You feel like um, either of those two situations we just talked about, you feel like they've kind of changed you for the better? The first one didn't change me at all, but the second one kind of made me. I feel like it, I feel like I got reborn in that whole thing where I'm not so like stupid. Like the first one was just me being stupid, and I can't explain it other than the fact that I was just 18 and lost. You know, I had no. They, nobody was hiring, and I had no job, and I was just. I was just messed up in the game. Like, I wasn't on. I wasn't getting no money. There was no checks coming in. It was just, I was just robbing people. I don't know. I was kind of just more or less, like, thinking, like, yo, there's so many people who do stuff all the time, and it was, like, kind of, like, why me type shit. But I understand why it was me now. But back then, I was kind of more like, they made it so I can't smoke weed. I can't leave the state. I got to do all this probation reporting stuff. It was just kind of stressful, but I kind of was just playing with fire. Mm -hmm. So would you say music is is an escape from all of that? Yeah, because when I don't have, when I don't have time to do music, that's when I'm not making the best decisions or prioritizing my time right. Yeah, I mean, because there's stuff I just don't need to be doing, and then there's stuff I should be probably doing. But now I'm trying to, like, just kind of just trying to, like, boss up and get out of that mentality because I know right now in the music industry does not need any more people making money off of black people doing drugs and violence and crimes. They don't need any more false leaders giving the people false hope that they can just do this their whole life and nothing's going to happen. Like, I'm living proof that you're not going to just not, like, you you do what you do for so long, you're going to get hit with the laws. You're going to get hit by some other people. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't really feel like, my old music was kind of real, like, it was probably that, like, toxic male masculinity type of like aggressive music you know what I mean but now I can't even really get on the mic and do that no more because I don't have the energy for it you know what I'm saying so what are you what are you what would you say are your themes in your music now I would say just 
emotional and like feelings. You know what I mean? I'm not, not like, I'm not soft or nothing, but like, I'm not gonna act like I don't have feelings. Like before, I used to just throw all the feeling shit to the side and just be this guy. One of my last questions for you is, you know, what would you say to someone that may look at you making music about, you know, street violence, um, would, um, at, and almost like glorifying it or setting a bad example? Uh, what would you say to someone saying that? I'd say, you know, be who you are, you know what I mean? And, and don't, you know what I mean? Don't cap, don't do anything that you would, don't say anything that you wouldn't do and don't like, don't don't make it seem like if you're gonna talk about the glory, then then you're gonna end up finding about what the pain's like too, because there's always that side of things where where you know what I mean you make it look like this is cool and what you should be doing, but then you know you get that rude awakening that it's not right. So I'm not gonna sit here and act like I don't, you know, kind of big dog people on the songs and stuff and talk about it like. You know, like almost like I'm proud of it, but at least like I can say that like the stuff I say in my songs and the stuff I, I, you know what I mean, put out there, is all something that I had to go through. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, would you say um, your music is something that maybe um, a younger audience could learn from? I personally have been told that. You know what I mean? I personally have been told that maybe. I could even help somebody who doesn't really know what path to go through. You know what I mean? Because I'm like the burnt up man on the end of the fire who's like telling you not to go this way. Hoping that my light ain't broken. This little light of mine, yeah, it's gonna be glowing. I like to take my time, take my time. Thanks for listening. Catch Big Sav's sessions performance this Friday on valleyadvocate.com. For more of his music, follow him on SoundCloud or watch his music videos on YouTube, shot by Remy the Boy. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Valley Advocate and give us a like on Facebook. I'm the one and only on the run, Dolly. I don't want no roly. Just want to share my story. Might convince that jury. Mama, don't you worry.